All right, welcome everybody. I'm Matthew Bryan. I'm joined today by Nathan Smith. How you doing, Nathan? No, I'm doing pretty well today. How are you doing, big man? Ah, uh, you know, not horrible. <laughs> All right, so welcome to our to our football podcast. Um, so Nathan, even though you are joining us from the great Golden State of California, you are a Cowboys fan, correct? Yeah, unfortunately for most people that like the NFL, I am indeed a fan of America's team. Uh, I don't really have like a great reason for it. <laughs> but, you know, it was like I was, it's the team that my family always grew up watching, being from Portland, Oregon, and the Seahawks were pretty bad until Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and that Legion of Boom defense showed up. And I really like tight end. And so Jason Witt was my favorite player. So then I just kind of evolved into liking them. You see, but... and, then, and then opposite to you, I am not a Seahawks fan just out of spite. Um, and I support the Cardinals <laughs> because they are the Seahawks' rival. And Spike <laughs> is a great motivator, everybody. Seahawks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it always like pissed me off as a kid. And people are like, you should support the Seahawks because they're the hometown team. And I'm like, no. Seattle is gonna... three hours away. <laughs> not my hometown. So, not my hometown team. So I so have to you support know what? one of their rivals. I'm going to support the birds on the other side of the, the conference. But... It's just, yeah. it's going to be a fun time. That It's going to be a really fun season, I think, especially as um, as teams really get back into the swing of things with preseason and now a year removed from like the whole COVID season where schedules are being rearranged, players were missing weeks at a time. Because most of the players are vaccinated. I think it's like 90% of the league. Yeah. So this season's going to look more like the 2019 season. And a lot of seasons before that. So it'll be a little bit more fun to predict, but also more interesting to watch. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think that, like, last year was, like, so chaotic that hopefully this year will be, you know, at least somewhat of a return to normal in that, um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, super crazy like it was last year. Oh, yeah. I, I, I At least I hope so, because uh, my, my team did not do very well last year. And so I hope so we do better this year, but... I mean, it's kind of hard to do worse, that's a good point. It's really difficult when your quarterback breaks their ankle. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what? Cause Cowboys have five wins last year. Is that true? Yeah, I think we had. I think we were five and eleven. Yeah. Uh, not the best. But yeah. anyway, I'm excited to see this first week to see because uh, we got first opening games on Thursday. So yeah, kicking wow. off the season right with the greatest team in all of America, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, uh, yeah. So something, something like that, right? Uh. <laughs> The way you said that, you'd think that the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. In fact, they did not. As we established, they, they did win uh, five games, hey, which is... Hey, you know, we'll see. We'll see. This year, you will, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, I mean... We're going we're gonna to go like 6-11 and 11 because they added the 17th game. Yeah, so. ooh, ooh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the one thing you have going for you is that you support a team in the worst division in football. Oh, absolutely. Whereas I unfortunately no. support the third or fourth best team in the best division in football. <laughs> so we'll get to that. It's going to be an interesting year for everybody. Yeah, but you never know. There's always that one surprise team. Like last couple, like last year, uh, the Chicago Bears making the playoffs was like nobody would have predicted that. Not even Bears fans. Yeah. But like, and then the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs, but they were like ten and six. So you never know, man. Like, there's always a team that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no, just like they have a couple leaps here or there, they have a really good draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I so. mean, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see um, 
with the Bears and also with the Browns of teams that like, you know, really exceeded expectations last year. Like, can they do it mm-hmm. again or are they going to kind of revert to the mean, you know? I mean, especially, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. especially with the Browns, like the Browns got like really lucky, you know, they won, they were like seven and two in one score games, you know, whereas like the average, in, you know, in the average league, you know, you win half of one score games. So it's like, is oh, that yeah. is that going to revert to the mean or are they actually that good? And are they going to be able to do, you know, even better yeah. this year? It'll be, because it'd be an interesting year. I mean, last year again was so chaotic that you you know, how good is a sample size of one crazy chaotic year? I'm not sure. But. <laughs> yeah, you, you, we won't know. But anyway, um, I think you wanted to talk about just the opening seasons and go through uh, just you know, like over unders on the teams and just thoughts on each game individually this upcoming week. Yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I thought I thought we could just go through the games in order as they're going to take place this week, and then as we get there, we could talk about each of the teams and kind of give a season preview for each of the teams. Cause, yeah. Cause obviously everybody plays week one. So it's a kind of easy, easy way to do it. Make sure we don't miss any teams. All right. That sounds like a good idea. So of course we're going to start out with that Thursday night game. Uh, your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys oh, the headed, down to, headed down to Florida so they can all, you know, get COVID <laughs> and die. Maybe. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> I think a lot of people would really like that. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Um, so, all right. So first of all, the Buccaneers have an over under of 11 and a half. I think there is very little chance they go over that. What do you think? I think that, so first of all, I think that the, I think this game's going to be a lot tighter than people expect just because, um, I think the Cowboys offense this year is going to be legitimate. Now missing Zach Martin, who is one of the best guards in football will be tough, especially with that pass rush. But Losing to a team by more than a touchdown is really hard. And I don't think the Cowboys' defense, as weak as it is, is going to be that bad. I think the Bucks are going to win this game, but 11.5 just seems a little bit too much of a margin for error. Yeah. I think the Cowboys will keep it a little bit close, especially with... Like, a lot of the last season, we were in games, especially the first five games when Dak was healthy, um, simply because he was throwing us back into games that we were down by, like, two, three scores. And we never like got blown out in those games, but we weren't like ever winning them. So I don't think the Bucks are gonna beat us by twelve. I think we're probably gonna lose by probably like by five. Just because I think the Buccaneers, they're the first team, I think, in the Super Bowl era to bring back all twenty two of their starting roster that won the Super Bowl. Like they're gonna be legitimately a really, really good team this year. And so I think it's gonna be a really tough game for my boys, but I hope that we can find a way to pull it out. But if any team can I think the Cowboys are bipolar enough to beat this team. No, that that's true. Like, you know, I am. I don't think that the Cowboys have a good chance. But it's like anybody, like, like you know, I could also see the Cowboys, you know, beating the Buccaneers this week and then like you know losing like you know to some horrible team next week. Who who are they even playing in week two? They're just they're one of those teams that you can't figure out because yeah. they have all this talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But their coach is like mediocre. Their defense is huge question mark, and even Dak Prescott, people still have questions about him. So it's like there's just all these question marks that need to be answered. Well, yeah, I mean, so I, it, I mean, I think a lot of people that like really rate Dak Prescott like really high, like you know we haven't really seen what he's been able to do over like a full season, like with a team that's any good. And so, yeah, you know, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I think that it's like, 
you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, the people are like, well, like, he's obviously, like, really good physically, you know, and, like, has everything there in terms of, like, you know, he makes good throws and he's, like, you know, tough. But, like, you know, he hasn't, like, I mean, has he ever had a winning season as the starting quarterback, like, as a, like a starting quarterback for the whole season? Well, absolutely. He's, he's, um, he's won the division twice. And so, and both of those are winning seasons. He's okay. had a winning season three of his five years, uh, if you count last year. It's just that. The, the main argument, like his first year, we went 13 and three. They like, there was like, oh, the team around him was so good. Yeah. And then the other couple of years, it's like, oh, the division's bad. And then he was kind of being carried by like a, a good pieces and good defense. And this last year and a half, where he like was a star, the team wasn't great and they weren't succeeding. Yeah. Uh, so then it's like, is that on him or is that on the team? And you need to kind of figure that out, I guess you should say. But it's going to be an interesting year for the Cowboys. And this kind of transitions into what we wanted to talk about a little bit, like with the season. Going for oh, first over the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys legitimately are the favorites to win the NFC East simply because the division is so bad. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I would agree with you on that. I think that the Cowboys have a fairly high ceiling. If everybody mm-hmm. on the Cowboys plays up to expectations, the Cowboys are like a nine-win team. I, I think they're if they play up to expectations, they could be like a twelve or even thirteen. But they because the expectations are so like their their ceiling. If everyone plays at their level, is so high. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the problem I, is I, they just never do. Yeah, I, I'm just worried about the defense. I don't know how good. Oh the yeah. defense is you know even you know yeah I mean I, even I, with that yeah you know you, you, I mean there's not a whole lot of high expectations right you know but it, that it's like that it's like I think that like you know if everyone plays on the like offense plays up to expectations the defense exceeds expectations yeah you know they could be a 11 12 win team mm-hmm. but you know and you know that's a higher ceiling than any of the teams in their division and yeah. also um you know just means that you know the, the i mean i mean yeah i i would say they are for sure the favorites to win the division because i don't see any of the other teams really having the chance to be any good, you know? I think Washington, we'll get to Washington later, but I think they can be pretty good. But it's just also the Cowboys schedule is not as tough as it looks. There's a lot of question mark teams. Like I'm looking like the Buccaneers are going to be good, right? The the Washington's probably going to be solid. And like the chiefs are really good, but everyone else, like, like the car, they play the Cardinals, the Vikings, the, uh, the saints, uh, the Panthers and the chargers. But those are all teams that like, at their best, they can be like solid if they're playing really well, but there's just a ton of question marks around those teams that if like on any given Sunday, the Cowboys, even if they're not playing great, could beat all of those teams. I think that legitimately they have one of the easiest schedules in the league that also benefits them in this season, like winning potentially the NFC East. Um, But they also like legitimately could go seven and 10 because they could just play so down to competition and just not, click on defense or teams like the Vikings and the the Vikings and the Broncos and the saints could be really good. Or even teams like the Falcons that have a really could just play well and they just cannot figure out way top teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, and it's like, and it's like, especially if you look at the schedule, like a lot of the teams that they're playing have, um, a lot of the teams that they're playing have like good offenses. And it's like, like, you know, you know, I think that, that if you force, Dak Prescott into week after week having to like, you know, every game's a shootout because, you know, every game is, you know, in the thirties, every game, because the defense is yeah. like, you know, you know, because 
hey, the defense can't stop Justin Herbert and they can't stop Matt Ryan and they can't, you know, all of these you yeah. know, quarterbacks that aren't even like the top tier, right, that are like a level below, that it's like that. that's what I worry about with, with the Cowboys. Hmm. Um, CBS Sports has their over-under for the season at nine and a half. I think that's about right. I think I, I, if I were to, I mean, if I were to bet, I would go over. I think they'll probably win ten games just because that division is so yeah. bad. Yeah, I but, mean, I mean, I mean, I think I think you can't really put it too much lower, right? You know, no, just because it's like I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know. We we'll get to the Eagles later, but they are <laughs> one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I think the Eagles legitimately could be the worst team in the league. I think it's uh, them in Houston. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably Houston. We'll, okay, we'll get to all these later. But, I mean, the Eagles are so bad, right, that it's like that's basically like two, yeah. two free wins, you know, if the Cowboys play their cards right. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say I would say nine and a half is pretty close. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, nine, nine or ten wins is what I would have said just out of the blue. Yeah. I'd, I, I'd probably go under just because there's inconsistency issues at uh, everywhere except for the line on the Cowboys, basically, and yeah. so it would not surprise me if they like still crash and burn. You know, I mean, but oh, even if they crash they're... and burn, they're still probably getting eight or nine wins because they have such an easy schedule. Yeah, they could totally like I could totally see them winning like seven, six games just because I can't figure it out. But moving on to their opponent, I think the Bucks reverse of that. They have for a Super Bowl championship team one of the easiest schedules. That has yeah. existed in a long time. This is absurd. Like, first of all, the division that they're playing in is significantly worse because you lost Drew Brees and the Saints are in cap were in cap hell, so they had to lose a lot of their defensive pieces. Like the offensive line's still legit. Yeah, no, but, I mean I mean actually sort of similar situation with the Bucks and the Cowboys. I don't know how is that is that I think the Bucks win the division even if they don't play super good. Yeah. And like I think the Bucks are going to play well, but I think a lot of teams when, when you go up against the Super Bowl contenders, you almost always tend to play like one of your better games because it's that big team. That's that big name. Yeah. People are coming to see the game. So I think a lot more teams are going to get up, so to speak, for the Bucks than people expect. So I think they'll lose a few games that people aren't expecting them to, like mainly against like maybe like a team like the Dolphins or the Rams. But like they I they could legitimately sweep this division. I think no problem. Yeah, because I think the the Panthers the Panthers have a quarterback question mark, which is huge. The Falcons are the Falcons defense is still garbage, even though uh, Arthur Smith could be a really good coordinator. Um, and the Saints, like unless Jameis Winston shows that he is a really really good quarterback, which he didn't display much in in Tampa other than being like explosive, they're not really equipped, especially with Michael Thomas out, to be a great offense yeah. outside of Kamara. And like Kamara's a beast. Kamara's like a top five, top three running back in the league, but you can he can only carry you literally so far. Yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I mean. Again. I think. I think. You know. Very. Very. Very similar to the Cowboys. The Bucks benefit quite a bit from being the best team in a not good division. Yeah. Um, and they also play one of the worst division in the NFC East this year. So like that's at least three wins, probably four. Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I'm just, I'm just looking at the schedule. You know, they got the Falcons, you know, they're playing the Falcons, they're playing, obviously, you know, playing the Eagles, you know, they get the Bears, you know, which, you know, who knows by middle of October, the Bears, you know, probably aren't doing so hot, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, they get a chance to, you know, play the Colts and stuff. The only part that I would say that could be a trap for them is there's a five-week stretch where they play two teams that are, I think, will be really good, and... uh 
three teams that are trap teams. I think the Rams to the Colts could be dangerous because the Dolphins will have a solid defense, as will the Bears, as will Washington. And, like, the Rams and the Colts are both... Like, the Rams are, I think, the best team on the schedule they face, yeah. along with the Bills. So, like, up until the Bills section, that is, like, six games that I think they... I could see them going four and two or three and three against those teams. Uh, but even then, like, that's still... a probably a 12 and 5 a 13 and 4 record like this team should be number one probably in the entire nfc yeah i mean so back to the cbs sports over under they have 11 and a half i mean like i don't think they're like super i mean like so they have the second highest over under in the league only the chiefs yeah. are higher i don't think that they're the second best team in the league necessarily but i have a hard time going under 11 and a half just because of their schedule yeah, like I would say that I would probably go over. I think that they're they're up there in like the top five teams. Of the oh league yeah, no, no, sure. no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're not all a bad team, but it's just like they are like you know probably a second tier team in my opinion. You know, in terms of, yeah, in terms of like you know they're not the Chiefs. You know, I would say I'd probably put the Packers above them. You know, a couple mm-hmm. other teams, right? You know, yeah, you know. You know, probably the Ravens, you know, even the Bills, Seahawks, kind of at the same level as the Buccaneers, right? So I've all kind of yeah. those teams that are like, you know, worse than the Chiefs, which are kind of in the league of their own. But mm-hmm. the, the Buccaneers just have a schedule that, you know, is pretty conducive to winning, right? And especially like, yeah. you know, you know, if, if you look, you know, if they're, you know, if you say that they're probably going to beat the Cowboys on Thursday. Yeah. Then they get the Falcons at home. So then they're going to go in to face the Rams, you know, with two you know, riding high, pretty high on two wins, I think, you know, that it's like, yeah. I, you know, and then if they do that, then they get to go, you know, you know, you know the, the, their schedule kind of gets progressively harder, but then it allows them to kind of build momentum, right? That, you know. Yeah. And what's ironic about it is that each game, like they play the Rams and then they play the Patriots with a rookie quarterback. They yeah. play the Dolphins, which is a good team. Then they play the Eagles, Bears, yeah. Saints. Like there's yeah, no, rarely like a game where they play two really tough opponents back to back. If the Saints are good, you could maybe say Bills Saints, but that's probably not going to be very strong. Like, yeah, they don't I mean, play two tough opponents back to back this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really we, at all. We'll get we'll get back to my my opinion on the Saints and why I'm so happy um, in a minute. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I just think Tampa Bay. You know, they get they're in like the top like you know five or six teams, and they have a schedule that is like you know, not only is it fairly easy, but like you said, it's perfect for like building momentum right that it's like yeah, yeah yeah you know you know if they struggle against the dolphins which they might right then they get the they get the eagles and they get the bears they get two teams with you know quarterbacks that are in their first year of starting probably you know i mean again assuming yeah. that assuming that uh justin fields is there by october which i would assume he is he um, probably will be especially like late october and like yeah it's just it's yeah this you, season you know, this is set up for them to return to the playoff tension yeah yeah, you know, I mean, and then, and then it's like, okay, they might struggle against the Saints, and then, you know, maybe Washington with the, you know, defense that Washington has, but then they get to play mm-hmm. the Giants right after that, right? So it's like, yeah. anytime they have a tough game, they get like, <laughs> they get like you know, the, the, the easiest game to hockey. follow it, which is, you know, good. Just unfair for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, good for them, unfortunate for anyone that doesn't want Tom Brady to win a million more Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to uh, some of these 10 a.m. games on Sunday. First one we have <laughs> is Jaguars and Texans. I'm getting up for that game. I'll tell oh, you what. Oh yeah, woo! <laughs> this, this, these like jokes aside, these two teams 
I think will be along with the Eagles competing for the three worst teams in the league. Yeah. Like I think like the Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence could be solid. I, I, you can't put a ton of stock in the preseason, especially with a rookie head coach, just because they're, they're building, they're rebuilding as a franchise yeah. and they have no great defensive pieces outside of miles. Jack, who's a really solid linebacker. Um, and they, they have, uh, the best part about them is they have a really promising receiving core. I think that the receiving core is extremely underrated uh, with Chenault and Jones. And uh, I'm forgetting one right now, and I apologize. But And they're, they're running back tandem when I know ETN's out for, the I think, the rest of the season. Yeah, he's out for the but long like, season. It, they've got like a solid core of pieces like that are like two or three years away from being like a really dangerous team. Yeah. But they're still two or three years away. Yeah, I was like, going to say. I mean, if you give me this... If the Jaguars team is able to stay together for, you know, four or five years, they're a playoff team. You know, they have, oh, a, lot yeah. of, they have a lot of people that are, you know, good, but, you know, inexperienced, right? That it's like, you know, mm -hmm. if you assume everyone's going to live up to their potential and they can stay together, then, yeah, in, in four or five years, you have a, you know, playoff team, but not, not, not currently. Oh, no, not in like... Again, I, I don't know what people expect. Like Trevor Lawrence is still a rookie quarterback. Like, yeah, the like, Peyton Manning had one of the had a terrible rookie season, and yeah. he was one of the greatest to ever. Do it. So like, hey, we, even we, if he's we, great, the great thing about Peyton Manning's rookie season is we get the great playoffs. I'm just trying to win a game. That's from Peyton Manning's rookie <laughs> season. Exactly, get one of the greatest uh, sound bites. Yeah, best but coach of they, all time. But luckily, they get maybe the. Worst team, I think, probably the worst team in the oh, league. I, I mean, I mean, yes. Now, now that now we're on the Texans, I mean, <laughs> there's nobody that's any good on the Texans. Yeah, they have some pieces here or there that are okay. Okay, I mean, there's nobody good on the Texans except for somebody who's not playing because of his horrible personal issues. Um, yeah, his off the field things, um, with, uh, a, a, a football roster of accusations. Yeah, like, and. I don't, what is the Jaguars over under and the Texans over and under on the season? For the season, I mean, they're, yeah. they're both pretty low down. Here. Scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Uh, so the Texans have an over under of five, <laughs> which I would hammer the under on that. I, I would, I would bet the under. I so cannot fast. see the Texans winning five games. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like I was looking at the schedule, right? That it's like, okay, maybe they could beat the Jaguars. They're probably not beating the Browns. No, Could not they beat beating the, the Browns. Maybe if the Panthers like have a horrible game, then they're like equal. You know, if you know, the Bills, but they're not beating the Bills. Bills they're, they're not beating the, the Patriots. Patriots. They're probably they're not, beating not beating the Colts, the Colts. And Cardinals. They're definitely not beating the Cardinals. Hey, don't, don't, don't say probably on that. <laughs> they're not beating the Rams. They're not beating the Dolphins. Yeah. Like they're, they're yeah. not beating the yeah. Titans. Like, you know that it's that it's like okay, you know, them against the Jaguars, them against the Jets, yeah. maybe. You know, maybe like, they they like last game of the season they split with the Titans because the Titans might be getting for the playoffs. But like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, you know, but it's like if you just look at like you know seventeen games, what are games that they be competitive? I got three, right? I got the Jaguars twice, obviously, and then the Jets, and it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, that means they need to win all three of their competitive games. And, and then, then find also two. win two other games, right? Which is like, yeah. you know, you know, again, yeah, you know, maybe they win the last week of the season if the Titans have already clinched their playoff berth and they're playing all their backups. But it's like, even then, yeah. they might have a better roster. 
Yeah, it's like, like it's like I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the Texans are like just a little bit worse than these other teams. They're like a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. the Jaguars' schedule and like I don't know what the under is on the Jaguars, but the Jaguars' schedule is actually pretty tough because they play some solid teams. Like like a lot of these teams that are like I would consider like trap teams. Like I think the Broncos are underrated. I think they have oh, a yeah. really good defense. The Cardinals. A lot of people are sleeping on the Cardinals. People do um, I think the 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 Bengals are like. Again, they're they're not good. I think that this will be a competitive game. But they play like the Dolphins and the Seahawks and the Bills and the Colts and the Niners five weeks straight. That's that's four losses at least. Definitely, I would say I would bet on five. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You know, these these uh, AFC South teams, like, except with the exception of the Titans, the three of them, you know, Colts, Jaguars, and Texans are not good, and then they have to play the NFC West, which just makes them yeah. that much, you know, worse yeah. in terms of how they're doing. Um, Jaguars have an over-under of six, which, I mean... I would bet the under. I'd probably bet the under on that as well. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, just say the same thing with the Texans. It's like, I struggle to find where are they picking up these wins, right? Yeah. Like, I could, they, I, could they beat the Broncos? Yes, they could. I think they'll beat the Texans. So there's one. But, like, Bengals probably... Falcons, maybe, maybe they sweep the Texans and then beat the Jets, but like that's four to five, yeah, and then they no, have to. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, again, like, like, like with the Jaguars, I think their path to six wins is easier than the Texans' path to five, but still, it means they have to win like every close game, and then you know, surprise two teams. Yeah, or so, yeah, like... yeah, and, and and then probably you know, pull a game, which again, I mean, you know, you know, with. With the Jaguars' schedule, you know, they got the Colts on the last day of the season. You know, it's probably a game that's kind of, you know, a nothing game in, you know, the middle of January. So, you know, could the Jaguars win there? Yes. But, like, do I think the Jaguars are better than the Colts? No. So, I don't know. It's yeah. That game could also be a surprise because if the Colts are vying for a playoff spot, but Tennessee's got their – they might have to, like, fully commit to that game. So, the yeah. Colts might be, like, fully focused. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, for, no, 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 for, for sure. I mean, this game this week, it's not going to be any good at all. Um, <laughs> the, this game could be for the number one overall pick. I this mean, is... maybe. Um, Jaguars are favored by three in Houston, which, you know, sucks to be Houston. You, have, you, you get to play one of the worst teams, and they're still favored against you at your home stadium. So, yeah, sucks to be I would, Houston. I mean, it sucks to be Houston for I a lot of reasons. I would that yeah. I would take that bet. I think the Jaguars will probably win by a touchdown. I think that their receiving core has enough explosiveness on it, and James Robinson still is a really good running back, that they will score a couple points. I don't think either team can stop each other, but the Texans' offense is so inept without Deshaun Watson yeah. that they won't be able to compete. Well, yeah, so. I mean, I mean, I mean, and I think that you often see, like, co coaches come from college, and they're able to, like kind of get off to a hot start their first year because it's like something new. So it's like Chip Kelly and stuff as well, you know, go to a hot start. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars win a couple of games in the beginning of the season and then tail yeah. off, you know, that it, just surprise a few games. Yeah. You know, that it's like, Oh, you know, you know, what's it going to take? You know, the, the people are going to be kind of surprised by what Urban Meyer does for, you know, four or yeah. five weeks. And then people figure out, okay, here's what we can do to game plan against that. Mm -hmm. All right, moving, moving on, on to the from that atrocity. Another another ten o'clock game. We have the Chargers uh, in Washington. This is a game that I actually am unapologetically 
and unironically excited for because I really like the Chargers this season. I think they have a really, really solid team. Yeah. Uh, they just need to put together. And Washington has, I think, the best defense in the league. Like, So I'm super excited to see this this matchup. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting matchup because you have the Chargers, you have a team with like a really good offense and a defense that has a lot of question marks but could be really good. And then yeah. Washington, you have a team with like a really good defense and an offense with like a lot of question marks, including like, you know, how Ryan Fitzpatrick is like, you know, 45 or whatever. I don't know how old is he. Yeah. His, I am super excited just to, because again, I think Justin Herbert is a like a near dark horse MVP candidate. I think he, he was that good last year, and especially with an upgraded offensive line, you drafted Rashawn Slater, you, you took Corey Lindsay from the the Packers, and then just you move. Oh, get his name to guard. You move, you got rid of your terrible center, uh, and then you move one of your tackles to guard where he's a better at a better position. This team could be really really good and. They have they do they do play in one of the toughest divisions in the league, which is the AFC West. I think uh, with because you have the Chiefs in there, and then I think the Broncos have a really good defense. But this game, I think, is one that the Chargers should win. But Washington de- Washington's defense can just snuff people out, and if Fitz Magic has a Fitz Magic game, it's hard to beat him. Yeah. Also, fun fact: Ryan Fitzpatrick has seven children. Seven children. That's why he's still playing football at 38. He has seven children. Yeah, he's, he's got to send them all to Harvard, so he's got to figure out how to pay for it. I guess, including his second oldest child is named Brady, which, you know, feels kind of weird <laughs> to name a kid against one of your division rivals because this kid was born when he played in <laughs> Buffalo, which is just kind of funny. I don't know why. Ryan <laughs> Fitzpatrick thought that was a good name for his uh his What child. is the split on this game? Do you know? Uh, what's um, The Chargers are favored by one. Yeah, that's a that's a pick me game, and it's at a it's at Washington. Yeah, it's it's in in, in Washington. Actually, technically, it's, it's in it's in Landover, Maryland. Um, oh but... yeah, it's in <laughs> it's in the worst stadium in the league. But um, okay, you know what can you uh, say? This is a game that you just kind of bet the winner. I I think the Chargers will win this game by 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 like three. I think that they'll win it by not a, like a last minute field goal. I think that they'll hold off the Washington offense i think it'll come down to like a two-minute drill yeah and then chargers will be able to hold off washington but i, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game i think it's going to be like 17 14 because i just don't think washington's offense is going to be that good but yeah. i believe their defense is legitimately that well, I strong mean, i mean a lot of people were saying like oh ryan fitzpatrick was so good last year but he was like unsustainably good right like he was like so yeah. lucky like he he was better passing under pressure than he was not under pressure. Like that's unsustainably <laughs> good, right? Like that is something that it's like, well, you know, good for him for doing that last year. And obviously, you know, got himself mm-hmm. a good contract in Washington, but it's like, he, he, he can't keep doing that. You know, at some point, you know, luck's going to run out. And um, he always does like every yeah. season, like he has like games where he'll like the Raiders game where he throws a no look pass. He's getting a face mask yeah. and throws like 300 yards and he'll have great games and stretches. But then other times he'll, be like looking like a bottom five quarterback in the league and you're like yeah there's a reason people don't pay him well yeah i mean it's, but kind, of, it's, it's kind of interesting i was looking this up the other day that he was a below league average quarterback until he was 31 yeah he played eight years in the nfl happen. and he was below average and then finally he became above average like you know and he was 31 years old which is like crazy i mean i think with with the chargers in washington i think it'll be an interesting game to kind of see like you know are either of these teams you know 
as good have they improved as much as we think they have right because i think that yeah. kind of the conventional wisdom is that like washington's better than they were last year and could maybe challenge for the division against, against the cowboys, the cowboys yeah. and that the chargers are like you know much improved and are like i mean potentially afc wild card pick you know obviously they're not going to win their division um probably not no um you know so i think this will be an interesting game to see like are both teams like you know legitimate playoff contenders and we'll see um let's see washington has an over under of eight what are your thoughts on that i well the first thing is i think that i would say over just because i think the defense is solid um they won they went seven and nine last year and won the division um but i like the problem is they do play a first place schedule because they got first place by default, but it's still like not a bad schedule because we play the pretty sure yeah we play the NFC South yeah. and so like looking at like Chargers they could win that game I think they'll beat the Giants they probably lose to the Bills but like Falcons they'll beat Saints they'll beat they could beat the they could they'll probably lose to the Chiefs uh, they'll probably lose to the Packers but there's a lot of teams that like they could go either way on and they're because their defense is so good they'll never be out of any of these games so i think that they'll win more than eight games and especially near the end of the season like after they play the bucks they have one of the easiest schedules i mean they play the panthers which is a win play the seahawks which will probably beat them but then it's the raiders they win beat the raiders the cowboys that's they'll probably split with the cowboys yeah the eagles i mean mean, they're Their December and January is like probably the easiest end of the last six weeks of the season that any team has. It's it's one of the easiest. The hardest game that they have is the Cowboys, and the Cowboys they'll probably split with, or they could sweep because the Cowboys are just so inept. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, like I think of their final six weeks. So they have the Raiders, they have the Cowboys twice, they have the Eagles twice, they have the Giants. I think that they easily win five of those six games and could and. You know, the world where they win, where they sweep the Cowboys is, you know, not too hard to imagine. So, yeah. No. I would I would, I would say probably over on eight wins for, the, for Washington just because, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think that there's, you know, I mean, they could say something the Cowboys do, right? That it's like they're an all right team in a horrid division. Yeah. Like, you're basically gifting them four wins in their two trips, you know, their two trips to play the Giants and the and the Eagles. So I don't know. I just I think I, I think yeah. eight wins is about right, but I would say, you know, you know, if they get nine or ten wins and have a winning season, that's not a surprise either. And I think that, you know yeah. you know, if if they're getting ten wins, they're probably winning the division, you know, because Oh yeah. So they'll, they'll beat the Cowboys. You'll ha- they'll have to beat the Cowboys in order to win the division and probably get to nine or ten wins at least once. Yeah. So I think that they'll get that. And I, I think their coaching staff is also really good. Ron Rivera has proven that he is a really good defensive coach. Well, yeah. And back to what we were talking about earlier about the chaos, I think that like Washington has like the most to gain by like having an offseason and, mm-hmm. you know, having the ch- chance to kind of settle because like they had a new coach last year. Um, you know, with it was battling cancer. Yeah, you know, and then he was gone for like most of the truncated offseason, anyways. You know, so it's like, I think that Washington has a lot to gain by um, having an offseason and stuff. And so, yeah, I would yeah. not be surprised if they're, you know, sneaking to win their division. I know, I know, that's not going to make you happy, but uh, I think that, 
you know, I think well, that but... I think that, that that like you know, in my in my rankings, they're like pretty close to each other, the Cowboys and the Washington. So, oh, I think I think that like, Washington is the only team that I'm like actually afraid of, and because we play them so late in the season, you don't know how injuries will play out and like yeah. how momentum will carry over. So, Washington, I could actually like I am there. Like I'm not scared of the Giants at all. I think the Giants aren't yeah. that good, but uh, I'm afraid that they could, especially if that defense is rolling like it was last year, they could legitimately upset the Cowboys for the division, and I would be very annoyed. But I mean, and the thing that I think that I think should be scary to you as a Cowboys fan is that you play them on the 12th of December and then again on the 26th. You play them, you yep. know, you know, with one week in between. Like you know, like like to me, like that is very very scary. You know that it. That it's like you know, you know, all it takes is, you know, because good. For, I think for the Cowboys, those are probably your two most important games in the year. Wouldn't you? Would, would, you'd probably agree with me on yeah. that, right? That it's well, like, probably because that's the division title, right there. Yeah, yeah, right. You know that it's like if you, as the Cowboys or the, or Washington, if you could win both of those games, you pretty much guarantee yourself a trip to the playoffs. And, no question. And 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 so like like to me that that that's scary. That you're playing them so close together that all it takes is, you know, let's say that on the game on the 12th, you know, Dak hits his hand on someone's helmet and, you know, is throwing bad. And then it's not healed by two weeks later because it's probably not going to no. be right. That it's like, that it's like all of a sudden, like basically your season is boiled down to two games yeah. and, you know, anything in terms of momentum or injuries or, you know, someone gets suspended, you know. I mean, oh, absolutely. It could be a disaster. Some of those idiots you got on your team down there in Dallas, uh, you know, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if, you know, people are getting suspended, um, you know, oh, you know, and, and like and like that could totally cost you the game, you know, or, you know, what happens if there's a, you know, COVID outbreak, you know? Oh, on, yeah, it could be it could be bad. You know, and, What's... And, I mean, I mean, and, and like and like that's what's scary about like being in this bad division, right? That it's like, yeah. you know. There's no hope, I think, for either Washington or Dallas from them being a wild card team. So their mm -hmm. only hope to get into the playoffs is to win the division, which really means can you win on the 12th and can you win on the 26th? So yeah, let's uh, let's get on to the Chargers though, because uh, yeah. I'm also excited to talk about them. But yeah, char Chargers have an over under of nine, which I think is it's a fair over under. I would probably say over, but I mean. We just don't know what it's going to be with the Chargers, and they have a pretty tough schedule. They, so, they do have a tough schedule, especially in the beginning. Like, you play yeah. Washington, you play the Cowboys. Those two are kind of question marks. You play the Chiefs, that's probably that's probably a loss. The Raiders, you win, but then the Browns, the Ravens. Like, yeah. that first six games, like, they could easily go two and four. Right. Or, and easy, then... or, or, or one and five. Like, it's, if they went one and five in those first six games, it would mean that, like, the Cowboys and Washington played really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, I mean, and, and it's like you say they beat the Raiders and it's like, I think that the Raiders, if they're playing at their best, they're about as good as the Chargers in my head, in my mind. So, you know, you know, really, I could see I could see the Chargers win week one in Washington, then lose to the Cowboys, lose to the Chiefs, lose to the Raiders, lose to the Browns, lose to the Ravens. Then you're coming in last week of October and you have to go, you know, you have to play the Patriots, right? That it's like, it's like, you know, even though, I, I mean, we'll get to what I think about that. I don't think they're like super great this year, but it's like, if you mm. got a team that just lost five games in a row going to play Bill Belichick, I think you got to favor Bill Belichick's team, right? Yeah. You know, and then, 
then all of, all of a sudden they've lost six games in a row, and it's like, yeah, they're going to go play the Eagles next, right? But it's like, at that point, they're one and seven. Wait, like, you know, how are you able to, like, kind of rebound your season? So it's like, and that's, that's what I'm worried about with the Chargers. I'm worried about that, too. But what I would rest my hat on to be, like, really secure and as a Chargers fan is the beefed-up offensive line with just talent and players and Justin Herbert, like, he had a great year last year, and he could have an even better year if he takes a, a leap forward. And then after, but after the Patri- after that Ravens game, the schedule really lightens up because you get the Patriots, who are probably won't. I don't think are going to be great. The Eagles is a win. The Vikings are a question mark. I think they're probably going to be not as good as people expect. The Steelers' defense will be good, but they, I don't yeah, think they'll I mean, be I mean, amazing. I mean, also it's it's late November by the time you're playing the Steelers, which means you know yeah. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be able to throw the ball. So uh, yeah, you know. And then, this the schedule just like their their next I would say really like game that I could see them easily losing or would be hard is December sixteenth, which is the Chiefs. Yeah. But then that's that's like if they even if they go one and five, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Like they could be eight and five and have momentum going into the Chiefs. Yeah. No, and, no. And then I they mean, close the season. I, I, they close I, the season I, with two out of three wins with the Texans, which is a win. Broncos they could play tight and the Raiders. So I think they yeah. could go. They could close the game like eleven and six. Like, it's going to be a tight oh, yeah, season, no, like, but I can do like, it. Like, like I said, I mean, I'm I I I think the over under of nine is fair because I like 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 I, I agree. I think that there, that there's definitely a world where they're winning, you know, eleven or twelve games. But I also think that like you know the Chargers, you know, like if they end up losing a bunch of those early games and it you know that it's like it spirals. Yeah. That it, that it's like I wonder if they are able to kind of recover from that. We will yeah. see. Uh, well, let's move on to your favorite team okay. in the a- NFC in the NFC West: the Seattle Seahawks versus the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Seattle going down to Indianapolis. Uh, Seattle is favored by two and a half points, which I don't know. I I this is if I were to be. You know, everybody has their team that they're bullish on every year. My team would be the Seattle Seahawks. I think that they are... I think Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in the league. I think he is amazing. And he had a weird year last year. But this is also one of the first times that, since the the Legion of Boom, that I think he has an offensive line that will not be bottom five in the league. And their, their wide receiver core is... Like DK Metcalf, I think is overrated often, but the rest of that core is really solid. Their running back and in, in Chris Carson, when healthy, is really, really good. And that defense is still coached by Pete Carroll and is only getting better, I think, with Bobby Wagner anchoring it in the center. Yeah, I mean, this team could be really, really good. I, I think mean, that they're going to be a solid team. I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see because that's kind of been the conventional wisdom of the Seahawks the last couple of years, and then they just haven't been able to put it together. So yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, that's kind of been the conventional wisdom, like every year since they won the Super Bowl. You know, and how long ago was that? You know, yeah, that was like twenty twenty what twenty thirteen, uh, no twenty twelve, I believe. But yeah, you know, uh, you know, and so that's kind of been the conventional wisdom every year since then, and they just haven't been able to put it together. So you know, I I worry in some sense. I mean, I don't worry. I'm excited uh, in some sense that they're just not going to be able to put it together again this year, right? That it's like, you know, I mean, like when they won the Super Bowl, when they made it to the other Super Bowl, you know, they had like such a, such a talented team 
that existed, right? Yeah. That it's like, you know, we've never seen Pete Carroll put together a team that wasn't like, you know, that didn't have like yeah. multiple pro bowlers on, on all sides of the ball and actually like, you know, win and contend with it, which is like, yeah. you know, what give, gives me hope that they won't be, you know, super good, right? Is that we haven't seen them, mm-hmm. you know, be super duper successful in that regard yeah. ever. Um, I mean, you know, they're here with a with an over under of ten. Um, I mean, again, I, this is my team that I'm bullish on. I yeah. would say over, but yeah. that's just because I believe in that the the roster construction, and I think Russell Wilson also. I think he's my MVP favorite going into this year, just because I think this is the first time the roster will fully click, and he'll get you'll get to see yeah. how great he is. No, I mean, but, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, obviously he's he's shown incredible. It's just you know the difference is is like you know. Can he keep that up over an entire season? You know, because obviously last year he started was the first six games he was like has like the best six game stretch by a quarterback, quarterback. in history. You know, and they were six and zero, oh, and then they ran into you know Latif from Arizona and lost. You know, yeah. oops. Um, and then they just kind of fell apart. Yeah, and... you know, you know, and he was never able to get that back up. If he can keep up, you know, not even like doesn't even to be that good, but if he can keep up, you know, the consistency over, you know, an entire season or over you know 15 games even right then he's then i think he's you know definitely in the mvp conversation you know but but obviously he hasn't shown his ability to play at an mvp caliber for an entire season yet that's true so i I am i am hopeful he will not be able to do that (laughs) um i mean obviously like you know they have you know an incredibly tough division i mean i think you know there's a good chance that they split with every you know split with all the teams in their division i mean that's what that is true almost every year um i mean the the last like three years um you know we win in seattle and then we lose in arizona which is dumb (laughs) the way around we should you know be able to win in arizona but we don't yeah um you know i mean you know and obviously you know they, they have to face the titans and the vikings which could be good you know, I mean, they're playing the Steelers early in in Pittsburgh early enough in the season that, you know, the Steelers could still be a threat then. You know, I mean, you know, if the Saints if the Saints get their shit together, that could be a tough game. Packers in November. Yeah. Um, you know, they're playing the Packers in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that, that, that ultimately it'll be tough. I think that they... Unfortunately, I think they probably they probably have the best chance of winning the um, winning the division. I mean, I think they have they have they have the highest floor. I mean, I, I mean it's hard to see this team, you know, being bad at all, right? I mean, I think that yeah, I think I think you know, you know, I would probably put put the over on the Seahawks ten wins you know, as much as that pains me to do because just like I can't see them being nine and eight, you know. Yeah, and I also think that this division, because it's so tough, I think the winner of this division could win like ten games. Like I because yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think truly the team that doesn't split with every team in this division will win it. And like because all the teams are so competitive, even I think the the weakest team in the division, which is unfortunately your Cardinals, they could split with every okay, single well, team because they're not bad. I just by any stretch. <laughs> I, I think it's still the 49ers, but we'll get to that. Yeah. The 49ers have actually improved hardly at all. But, <laughs> um, I think that, like, they, I think that they could, 
because I, I think mainly where I believe in the Seahawks is with Russell Wilson. I think that the Colts, like getting into the, the game this week, I think that they'll beat the Colts because the Colts are, have a really solid roster top to bottom. I just have no faith in Carson Wentz. Uh, sorry, Colts fans. Yeah, and I know no, he's still a little injured. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So he, he's back this week, isn't he? Is that true? He, he's going to be playing this week is what it sounds like. His okay. injury was – but like – it's still an injury that was like six to 12 weeks recovery. So he yeah. might not be full force. And Carson Wentz's footwork on his throwing was already not great. So if he's already hindered with that, he might yeah. be going back to his old bad habits that were made him the worst quarterback or one of the worst quarterbacks in the league in Philadelphia last year. He, he was the worst quarterback in the league last year. Him and Drew Locke were in that race. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Interestingly so, enough with the Colts, though. They also have an over-under of 10 wins this year. Well, the Colts, I think, is... I I might be a little biased on this, but I think you could make the argument that the NAFC South is almost as bad, if not as bad, as the, a the NFC East. Yeah, I it mean, is I mean, other tragic. Than, other than the Titans are much better than any team in the NFC East, I think. Oh, yeah. I think the Titans, offense especially, but... Like, the Colts, I think I would go under because, yeah. like, the Seahawks is a tough opening game. And then they play the Rams, which is a really good team. And if – the big thing is if Quentin Nelson, who has the same injury as as um, as uh, Carson Wentz, is not able to play or, like, even just limited, going up against Aaron Donald, who is the best defensive player in the league, yeah. could be a nightmare. And then, then you play the Titans, which is a rivalry game at Tennessee. That's a probably – that could be a loss. You play the Dolphins, you'll probably beat them. But then it's the Ravens. Yeah, like you have a little bit of a break mid schedule, uh, but like even then they just never have a like a stretch where they can get momentum. Because like oh they play the Texans, but then they play the Niners, and then yeah. the and then the Titans again. Oh they play Jets and Jaguars, but you play the Bills and the Bucks. Like they don't have a a break until the end of the season, where they play Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jaguars, where I could see them even winning, going more than fifty fifty, and even then the Cardinals and the Patriots could be trap teams. Like I think the Cardinals will be really good. And yeah, the Patriots. I mean, I mean, and they're playing the Cardinals in Arizona on short on rest. You know, Christmas Day. Like yeah. that's that's a game they'll probably lose. Like I think the the they've got a promising team, and I think maybe a year or so away, like when they just develop Carson Wentz and he's with Frank Reich again. But they, I don't think that they're going to win ten games this year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, again, you know, like when I was looking at these over unders earlier in preparation for this. I was trying to find, like, where, like, I'm trying to find, you know, trying to find these wins, or I'm trying to find 10 wins. That it's like, you have to assume the Colts are going to pretty drastically overachieve, right? Because it's like, you could find, yeah. you know, wins against, you know, you know, some of these teams, but it's like, yeah, you have to be assuming the Colts are going to, like, beat the 49ers, you know, you know, or, you know, or, or you know, are probably going to have to beat the titans at least once you know and it's like yeah. that's where you're kind of getting these last couple wins i mean I, I mean again i don't think they're a bad team but i think you know i, I think eight and nine nine and eight is probably about right for them um, yeah and, and the division like not being great helps them get some of those wins but then the rest of their schedule they just play pretty tough division so yeah. like well, yeah, and pretty tough division. To the west like yeah and it's and it's like they're meaning a bad division it gets them four wins it, it, you know it 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 doesn't get them six, right? That it's like no, you're not spot. Like, you might get one against the Titans, but yeah, even then, probably not. Yeah, that it's like it's like they are still most almost certainly a worse team than the Titans. So it's like yeah, 
they get four wins by being in their bad division. Yeah. But like, is, is that enough? Right. You know, we'll see. No, it won't be. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe if they start hot, they might be in contention for a wild card, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I doubt it. They're worse than they were last year and they were barely a wild card last year. So, yeah. Uh, but moving on to the Jets and the Panthers, another game that I think people are super excited to watch. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm I can't can't wait to get up super early for that. I'm gonna be, you know. But uh, it's a uh, man. I just these two teams. I think people are gonna be really disappointed in these teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't understand why Carolina put spent so much effort to get Sam Darnold there. Like, he was never close to average. And they're like, let's spend, like, all of this money to try to get this guy here. I don't get it. The only saving grace I can say for the the the, uh, the Panthers on this is that Adam Gase is one of the worst coaches in the NFL in the last, like, 15 years to be a head coach. Yeah. And, like, when you saw Ryan Tannehill, who everyone was thought, including myself, was, like, garbage goes to Tennessee with like a competent coach and is successful. Like it becomes like a top 15, top 10 quarterback. That is the only reason I could see like maybe if he gets away from the New York Jets, one of the most dysfunctional organizations in football with one of the worst coaches, maybe. But even then. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like sell your farm on the hope that Darnold is Tannehill, right? That it's like, I'm not saying that's not a possibility. I mean, I think it definitely is. I think that there's, you know, some evidence to support the fact that Adam Gase just sucks and should never be have been a coach ever. And Peyton Manning should be ashamed of himself for getting him jobs. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that, I don't think that it's super likely that it's like, oh, well, you know, no. now Darnold's just going to like be league average. Like he never was, he never showed even glimpses of being league average, right? That it's like, I don't know why you would yeah. sell the farm to get, uh, to get a league average dude. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Especially Obviously. with a roster that has not enough pieces yet. The offensive line is still not great. He's going from a bad offensive line to a bad offensive line. The receiving core is interesting because DJ Moore saw I mean, Chris McCaffrey's amazing, but yeah. I mean, the defense I mean, gutted because they lost a lot of pieces and Keekley retired, I think, two years ago. So, like, they're just yeah. not well, saying I, that they I, I were. Mean, the thing about it is that, like, trying to compare Darnold to Tannehill, it's kind of a false equivalent because Tannehill, you know, came in to, like, be a backup, you know? Yeah. And whereas, like, the Panthers, like, you know, traded, like, a ton of draft picks to get Darnold. Like, there's, there's a difference, right? Is that, like, yeah. you know, the Titans got Tannehill and then tried him out, you know, and we're like, oh, like, you know, he, his coach is sucked and he actually is good. Whereas, like, the Panthers are, like, betting their kind of team's future on the fact that Adam Gase is the only reason he's bad, which – yeah, know. and they definitely have the worst quarterback I think in the division uh, with the Panthers. Like yeah. as much as Jameis Winston is is I think a tire fire or an interception waiting to happen. Like the pan- like I have no faith in Sam Darnold being yeah. great. I mean, at least he, this first year. Yeah, I mean, I mean Jameis Winston has at least shown like some games of him like being good. Sam Darnold has never shown anything of being good. Um, I don't know, but that... they're playing a worse team. They're playing a worse team in the Jets. I mean. The Jets are actually favored by... No, sorry. The Panthers are favored. Never mind. Okay. Panthers are favored by five and a half points. I think that's probably oh, fair. I think I think the Panthers are going to win that game. By a touchdown. Yeah. I think. Uh, Especially with the Jets' defense. 
like they don't have a pass rush because they just lost their best pass rusher for the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, and the Jets obviously they're another team, you know, that's starting a rookie quarterback with no real veteran, you know, support on that roster. So I don't know, you know, a whole ton of how I feel about the Jets really, but I think that you can't really tell until we see them play an actual game. Yeah. I and mean, you don't know how Robert Sala is going to do like this. And there's yeah. a pieces of this team that I really like. I think that their, their offensive line is starting to become solid. Like Makai Becton is a beast left tackle. And I think that Elijah Vera Tucker, they didn't draft Elijah Vera Tucker, did they? Oh, shit. who was the guy? Didn't they get... I don't remember, but they have a good, they had a solid draft of like, and have decent pieces. Um, but man, like that defense outside of the interior defensive line is just, is just bad. It's not good. Like, yeah, I they're just mean, gonna get run all over. I mean, and, and I also think that it's like they signed, you know, Sala, who's a defense, who's a, you know, obviously he was, he was a coordinator, defensive coordinator in San Francisco. So, you know, you think they're gonna try to be defense, but, but like their defense is like not their strongest, suit, right? That it's like the Jets hope to win games. It's gonna be by them like outscoring teams and I don't know you know why I don't know if it's a necessarily good idea to have a defensive minded head coach in you know on this team that like their defense is going to be you know not a strong suit on the team at all and, and tons of coordinators just don't pan out so like I don't think I think the Panthers are going to win this game pretty easily yeah just because they're the better of two bad teams yeah no I mean I mean I mean again the Panthers they have an over-under of seven and a half, which looking at their schedule seems about right. Um, seven and a half. Um, yeah, I think like it's. I, I think the biggest issue for them is that I think they're the worst team in their division, yeah. just because of of coaching as well as like just players on the team. Um, they do play the NFC East, which again, like the Giants and the Eagles, they could win. But at seven and a half, I think they'll probably make that. Yeah, uh, like seven. But if I had to bet i'd go under just because i don't yeah think no, that I, I was gonna say i think so, they're gonna win seven games yes yeah, so, 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 again seven seems about right that's what i said when i look at the schedule it seems about right you know they're probably beating the jets they're probably beating the texans you know eagles yeah, yeah, they'll probably yeah, beat. Get the eagles the giants split with the falcons yeah yeah like, you know you know i mean yeah you know so, so, so you, you just kind of look through the schedule it's like you know i could see him getting to seven so i think seven and a half i'd probably really under on that jets mm-hmm. uh jets have a jets are at six um oh no way no yeah i don't know I, I i struggle to see how where you get six wins for the jets well like i don't think they're beating the patriots yeah uh, they're not beating the titans they're not i, I think they're, they're not they, they're not beating the colts not beating the bills the dolphins uh, they do have some soft games here or there, but like, yeah, they'd right. have to like to I mean, get six. You'd have to beat all the bad teams that they're facing, all of them, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like okay, you know, yeah, they get to go play the Jaguars and the Texans and the Eagles, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like I mean, I think the Bengals are better than the Jets, right? I mean, they have to win yeah. all the teams that are worse than them, and then also, you know, yeah, beat the Bengals and maybe the Falcons, right? That are like probably at their at their level or a little bit you know, better, you know, that, that's the Panthers game too, right? That it's like, if they can, if they can beat the Panthers, I could, I could find a way to give them six wins. But I mean, if, if they can't beat the Panthers, I think that they're definitely going to be under for the season on that. 
They just they just don't have the again. It, it's rarely do you see rookie quarterbacks come into this league and, and succeed. Well, and even when they succeed, they're... like Justin Herbert last year, Andrew Luck, their team doesn't win necessarily, right? Yeah. Like you see a team and it's like, oh, okay, hey, this rookie quarterback did really well and looks promising, but their yeah. team, you know, didn't win very many games, right? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there are because great... there's a reason the Jets were second in the draft. They won a good team last year. Yeah, I mean. They, they honestly probably should have had the first pick. I mean, they got kind of lucky to, you know, win both of their games. Um, it's like it's just a disaster. I think that this team, I, I think I have winning four. I think that they're, I think they'll just don't see them beating like teams like the Bengals, and even yeah. teams like the like the like the Jaguars that have players that are competent. Yeah, like, I, mean, I think that they will lose those games. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know. It's just I haven't seen. I mean, again, maybe the Jets will come out. They'll beat the Panthers. They'll surprise me. But you know, I mean, I just haven't seen um, anything for that shows that this Jets organization has really changed. That they've just you know sucked for a long time and been yeah managed poorly. And it's like now they suck badly, but managed poorly with a coach with no head coaching experience and a rookie quarterback. Right? That it's like. Yeah, and that's not a recipe for success, right? I mean, even if, you know, you know, we see good stuff out of Sala and good stuff out of, um, oh gosh, can't think of it, Zach Wilson. There we go. Um, Zach Wilson, yeah. You know, there's like it's like I don't even know if, if that's good enough to get them to win, even if they're both good, which I think the chances of them both being good is pretty low, you know. So yeah. So we will see. Jury's out on the Jets, but I would <laughs> say not good. Not good. But moving on to these these teams, which are just a, kind of this middle of the pack teams, but uh, the Vikings at the Bengals be an interesting that that game is would be one to watch if you really want to see some high flying offense. Yeah, I mean, except for how many people are injured on the Vikings, though? Like everybody. <laughs> a lot of people are really hurt on that Vikings team. All of the and... people are injured, which is not a good sign going into a seventeen week, seventeen game season. Yeah, with that 17th game is going to th- – injuries are going to play so much more of a role with 17 games than people can even imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, just, like, to talk about this game, though, I think that the Vikings – I think the Vikings are just a better team. I think defensively both teams are pretty lacking, but the Vikings have a little bit more – like, de- they know their coach is good. So, like, their defensive-minded coach, Mike Zimmer, I think is better than, than Taylor as a coach. And I think they – don't have the better quarterback in the the long term, but right now I think Kirk Cousins is probably about as equal to Joe Burrow. Yeah, no, they've I got mean, a better receiving core. I, I like mean, they just have the better team. They're both definitely in the same tier in terms of Burrow and uh, Keenum, but, um, but yeah, but, but yeah, I, Cousins and him are the same tier for sure. Uh, oh yeah, Cousins. I see. I, I I get Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum confused. Sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> they're both average. Yeah, I mean. You know, I think that, like, people, like, overate Joe Burrow because they, like, know he's going to be good. And he probably will be. But it's, like, he didn't show a whole ton of stuff last year, you know. I, I mean, He had moments, but also yeah. offensive line is tragic. Yeah, I mean, and it's, like, you know, obviously you saw him getting injured, you know, last year, right? That it's, like, I think the chances of him getting injured again this year are pretty high because, you know, he's, he's, he's not, like, super durable and his offense around him isn't good to be blocking and stuff so yeah I and don't know. that jamar chase pick I, I, again i think people are probably overreacting because it's preseason but people are already scared because he's dropping passes 
Yeah. And like that's like if you're getting like not getting open, you can work on route running, but like dropping passes huge issue if if you start go with that in the league. I just think the Vikings also Dalvin Cook is I think he will run all over this Bengals team because that interior defense of the Bengals I think is pretty weak because the Bengals have one really good defender in Jesse Bates as yeah. their safety. But outside of him, like that's just not a great unit. And they're just I think again, they're they're one of those teams kind of like we were mentioning with the Jaguars that have some really good pieces and like T. Higgins and Burrow and and uh and I'd say Joe uh Joe Mixon, but like they're just a, like a couple years away and like a few good draft drafts away from being a team that can start competing for playoff spots. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Vikings on a good season can maybe make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean I mean I mean the Vikings have made the playoffs every other year for the past eight years now. Um Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like I think, you know, so I mean so we have here the Vikings who I just had them, where were they? I don't know, it should be interesting. I mean the Vikings are rated here at eight and a half. Points or uh, wins? Wins. No, the Vikings, <sighs> Vikings are favored in this game by three. Um, oh, I, I would take the over. I think they're going to win by more than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I just think that, that I mean, obviously both teams are going to struggle on defense. I just think that, I think the the Bengals, that's, that's the yeah. big team I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, the Bengals. <laughs> will just kind of struggle on offense as well. It's at least the beginning. It's hard trying to get their feet underneath them, you know, with Joe Burrow coming yeah. back from that injury. I mean, you know, I mean, he wasn't – I mean, there's been reports he hasn't been practicing, you know, 100% still even, you yeah. know, going in. I, I mean, I, 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 think, I think the Vikings are probably going to win. I think that, I think this is – if any game, this, this upcoming game, that will be a blowout, this one, and then uh, one we'll get to later, I think is most likely to do it because – the Vikings receiving core and their running back, like even though Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't great, they're strong enough of the units of units to really open up the game for against this Bengals team. Yeah. Like if they if they get a quick touchdown from Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson, then then you're like or even Irv Smith, who's an underrated tight end, then you're leaning on Dal- Dalvin Cook, who can burn teams. And so Yeah. I, I, th- I think the Vikings might win by like fourteen points. This yeah, I mean, I mean, that's definitely possible. You know, that, that, that if the Vikings get off to a hot start and the Bengals' offense starts to struggle, I definitely think that there's a that there's there's a pretty good chance that um, that the Vikings end up, you know, kind of blowing the game open a little bit. Yeah, but eight and a half uh, wins for the season. Like again, the Vikings are in a kind of a tougher, a tough division because the Packers are there, and and you have the Bears who are always kind of just like around and annoy teams, and then they also they also play the NFC, the NFC West, which I don't think they're better than any of the teams in the NFC West. Yeah. So, like eight and a half, I think I can only really see them getting to eight wins, especially. And I know this is a a, a kind of a political thing, but. Like Kirk Cousins is unvaccinated. If he yeah. gets COVID, you're starting Jacob Eason. No, yeah. wait, is that Jacob Eason? No, Jacob Eason is a Colts. My bad. Um, but you're starting backup quarterbacks, and yeah. that's like, or even if if he gets it to the, the team, they forfeit games. Yeah. And no. So like, I think the Vikings they have a high ceiling if they play well, but I just don't see them getting to eight wins. Yeah, I think. I mean, I mean, I, I think I think it's it's hard it's hard to look at that, you know, because it's like first of all, not only do they play 
the NFC West, but they have to they have to travel to the two worst teams, the Cardinals and the 49ers, which means that like they have you know the, the, the it's a really tough schedule in that regard. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, and- I mean, just looking, you know, you know, like they're playing the Chargers in November, but they have to travel to. LA, which means that, you know, that they don't worry about weather and stuff, you know, that it's like, you know, you know, they're traveling to play some, you know, kind of, some kind of sneaky teams in here, you know, yeah. in the last four games of the season, like they have three division games and it's yeah. bears, Rams, Packers, bears. And so like in rivalry games are always a big deal. So like the bears and the Vikings, they could split that and they're not beaten. I don't think they'll beat the Packers and the Rams. So they might go one and three to end the season. Yeah. I mean that, that is that is a tough last four weeks of the season for them, mm-hmm. which means even if they are like kind of you know in the hunt for a wild card spot, you know it's like I don't know how they or how they're going to be able to do on on that last four for that last four week stretch. Yeah, even if the Bears aren't that good, which I don't think they're going to be great, but like just rivalry games are always so competitive. Yeah. So. But then the the Bengals. What is the Bengals under over under on the season? I'm curious about uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Boy, they do have some 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 gimmies. Like yeah, I mean I, they get to play the Jets. Uh, they get to play the Jets and the Lions and the Jaguars. Yeah, and then like, but the, their division is is tough because the Ravens and the Browns are both two really good playoff teams, and the Steelers have a great defense. It's like I don't. They might go one and five in this division. Like I, they yeah. might beat the Steelers once, but like I don't know if they'll beat the Browns, and I don't know if they'll beat the Ravens. Well, yeah, I mean, like they I might mean, go one and five. In- I mean, and and they play the Steelers both uh, times. You know, earlier on in the season, you know that like they're playing, they're playing. Well, no, the they Bra- play the Steelers the second time in like late November. Oh but yeah, yeah. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, still I mean, that defense. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see with the Steelers. You know, that's probably their best chance to win a division game. You know, maybe, but then they also play the AFC West. Like that's the other division they play. Yeah, so that's no, the I Chargers mean, and the. I mean, the Chiefs are lost. I mean, you want to talk about a about a tough last end of this week? They play <laughs> yeah. Ravens, Chiefs, Browns to end the season. Yeah, like, and the and the a, Broncos have a solid defense too. Like yeah. that's they're even if they beat the Broncos, they might be like exhausted and beat up, and then well, they yeah, go. I mean, I mean, and, and, really and, and again, they have to travel to Denver. And, <laughs> you know. Which is December, like, one yeah. of the hardest places to play. Yeah, which is just like not good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean even if you look their their last six weeks, December and January, they got to play the Chargers, which again they get the Chargers get to come to them, so that's that's you know somewhat good. But then they're playing the 49ers. You know, I mean, that is a tough end of this end of the end of the year. I mean, I, I think it was six and a half. I think they're under. Yeah, I think I think five or six is probably what I would go with for them. I mean. I would go six. I think they'll beat the Raiders, the Jets, the Lions, the Jaguars, and I think they they might trap a team because they they have the yeah. offensive firepower to yeah, no. to maybe like you know no. upset the upset the Niners or upset the 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 Ravens once. Yeah, I and mean, I think they'll split with the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I, I I think it'd be interesting also if it's you know in 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 on on the ninth there in January. If if the Bengals get a chance to maybe play spoiler for the Browns, that might be a game they could win. You know? Yeah, and that's that's where I think the Bengals, like the kind of like the Bears, will be a team this year that they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think, but they can spoil the team from making the playoffs. Yeah, because they have the talent on their team. It's just a question of whether they're able to able actually to, yeah. 
you know, put it together. And I think they can do it, but maybe not necessarily consistently enough to be a, you know, eight and nine, nine and eight team, but, you know, consistently yeah, enough. I to, just don't see them getting that seventh win. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently enough to, you know, beat a couple of good teams. Maybe that's what we'll see. But now we're moving on to your actual favorite team, which could be, this game is going to be a blast to watch. I'm yeah. so excited for this game. Uh, it's Cardinals and Titans, uh, for those that aren't looking at the schedule. I mean, this this will be a really, really good game. Um, Especially because the offense on these two teams is great. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it is... It, it should be interesting. Um, we have... Titans are favored in this game by two and a half. Um... So just less than a field goal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I think that it's it's in my mind, it's it's pretty much a toss up. I mean, I think obviously, you know, fair enough. They give give the edge to the Titans because it's in Tennessee. Yeah, because home um, field. But yeah, I mean, I mean, th- this should be an interesting game. I think that coming out of this game, I think we'll know a lot more about season expectations for both of these teams. Oh, absolutely. I think that this game. Like I, this is the hardest one for me to call because I, these two teams, I have the have have the ability with the offense to go like win like eleven games, but also like completely crumble apart because their defenses are not that stout. So yeah, I mean, like, I mean and, I mean, especially I mean, on holes of their defenses, like the Cardinals' also, secondary is not great. Also, there's a ton of questions around both of these teams. Like with the Titans, it's, yeah. you know, how sustainable is their offensive model? And, you know, a lot of people think the answer is not so much, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it is actually sustainable. Yeah, you know? and, and, and you'll have Derek Henry, who is the best running back. Right. I mean, and I think with the Cardinals, you know, they get criticized all the time just in general for, like, you know, signing, like, you know, veterans that are past their prime. But it's worked in the past, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, people are like, oh, like the Cardinals, they suck in their retirement home. But it's like we made it to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner in his second to last yeah. season. Hmm. Before Carson Palmer got hurt, we went 13 and three before he got hurt in, in the playoffs. You know, that it's like that's, yeah. what, you know, you, you know, that, that it's like this idea of like, you know, signing somebody like J.J. Watt or A.J. Green, who are obviously past their prime. But, the Cardinals, yeah, but they're not signing like scrub guys past their prime. Like yeah. A.J. Green can still be a a solid like number three option for your wide receiving well, core i think it's important to keep in mind that like some people miss because the cardinals like you know obviously they're not on the west coast but they're like a west coast team so like they don't get as much coverage as some of the east coast teams is yeah. that like christian kirk who's our like receiver number three on the team good he was so good last year mostly because nobody paid attention to him yeah you know because we had you know d hop and then larry fitzgerald now I think you put in AJ Green, who is yeah again he he's not as good as he was, but if he's drawing attention and if he's still able to make good catches, that takes all the pressure off Christian Kirk still, which means that he can you know be the second best receiver in terms of stats, but because he's the number three receiver on the team, right? You know be, you know yeah like he was and, last year, right? Like, like he actually you know was statistically better than Larry Fitzgerald last year. Yeah, but because Larry Fitzgerald is like such a scary guy to go up against like AJ green is obviously more scary than AJ green that, you know, it takes mm-hmm. some of the pressure off Christian Kirk. He doesn't have to be a number two receiver. He can be a number three receiver, but you know, kind of rack up the stats. I think there's a good chance that happens again this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also with, you know, with, with Watt on defense, I think there's a good chance that there's going to be, you know, teams are going to still want to double team Watt 
which lead, mm-hmm. opens up for the rest of the defense. You know that, it, especially your fast linebackers. Isaiah Simmons, like he didn't have a great year last year, but he was the only real linebacker. And Zayvon Collins is a solid pickup. Yeah, like your front, like the main issue that I have is your secondary is really, really like non-existent, which yeah. is unfortunate outside of Buda Baker, but. Like that front seven, if it, if they're good enough, because you still have Chandler Jones, right? Like, yeah. they could make up for that back end. So they could. This could again. This is, I think, the worst team in the NFC East. But this is still a team that could easily win nine, ten games. And NFC the Titans, West. yeah, NFC West. Thank you. Uh, the the Titans are kind of in that same boat because their offense is so good, but that defense just was not good last year, and they decided to take flyers on a guy like Caleb Farley, who's a really good cornerback, but had already had three back surgeries, I think. Like, yeah. this is a team that the Titans and the Cardinals, like you said, after week one, especially if there's like a blowout, like if the Cardinals win by, by 10 or the Titans win by 10, teams will understand, oh, this is a team to be afraid of. I think it'll be a close game just because, but I think this game's probably going to be in like the 30s for both teams. Yeah. I think the Cardinals will end up winning simply because... As much as I love the Titans' offense, it is really hard to rule out a mobile quarterback like Kyler Murray coming off a coming into his, his third year, right? His third year where he could be oh, a yeah. really yeah, third, powerful yeah. weapon with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, yeah, I, I have trouble ruling out the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that the Cardinals get overlooked because, like, again, like probably are worse than the Rams, you know, certainly are worse than the Seahawks. But then, you know, everybody kind of loves the 49ers because it's, you know, it's sort of like the, you know, they're like a historically good team. So everyone wants to make them, you know, yeah. rate them highly. So the Cardinals kind of get overlooked in that way. But I mean, I mean, I think so. The Cardinals here are an over under eight wins. I think that you have to hammer the over on that. Yeah. I mean. Eight wins in the seat. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, way they're not winning. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, if you look, you know, it's like, yes, it's going to be hard against the Titans. Then they go and they play the Vikings. The Vikings have to come to Arizona, you know, Cardinals to win that game. Cardinals should the Jaguars. the Jaguars. You know, again, like, like we do every year, we're probably going to split with every team in our division. So, you know, that's three wins but like, right that's there. The thing. If you split with like, let's say you don't split with every team in the division and you play the and like you don't split with the, like I don't think that the Cardinals will split with the Rams, and I don't think they'll split with the with the Seahawks. But they split with the Niners. That gets you like you're already at five six wins, and they're a team that can trap teams. Like they they could trap the Colts, they could trap the Cowboys, they could and again the teams in their division they can trap all of them. So I think they'll find their way to nine wins, especially with Kyler Murray as good as he's already shown to be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, and you look, you know, and. You know, we face like, like a team like the Packers. We face them on short rest in Arizona after we played the Texans, right? That it's like yeah, like you guys can easily trap the the, the Packers. Yeah, that game. It, it's like are the Packers a better team than the Cardinals overall? Yes. Are I still think you know I would favor the Cardinals on Thursday night in Arizona against the Packers after the Cardinals just played the Texans, right? That it's like you know, first of all, we're probably beating the Texans by you know. 20 Free points touchdowns. or something, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know, which means that, you know, probably some of our guys can get some rest or not play as much. And, then, and there's also a really good chance that David Bakhtiari is not back at that point. And yeah. if he's not back, you either you set J.J. Watt on him 
on their their weak side tackle or flip Chandler Jones, and he can really have a heyday. Yeah. So this is a team that like, like I think they're going to win nine games. I think they're probably going to go nine and eight, but they could really surprise a lot of teams and get the jump on them, especially like offensively. They have the pieces to get out to leads early and just kind of hold teams off with their potential good front seven and mobile quarterback and underrated running back. Like Edmonds is a solid running back. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, and and I think I think the important thing to like keep in mind when you're analyzing a team like the Cardinals is that like people are like, oh, like their defensive backs aren't very good, but it's like the quarterbacks were last year and continue to be, you know, hopefully I think will continue to be under pressure almost the entire every play basically. Yeah, which means that. When it comes down to it, like, like yeah, you know, sure, if you gave, you know, a really good quarterback, you know, six seconds, he could pick apart the secondary. But if you give him three seconds, you know, how many quarterbacks can do that? Less so, right? You know, and, you know, yeah. you know I mean, I mean, and even if you say, oh, well, you know, you know, these you know, the defensive isn't very good, but you have Buda Baker as their free safety there, you know, and he's able to move yeah. back and forth. Like it makes you more scared to throw some of these, you know, passes because they become more risky because Buda Baker is going to pop out of nowhere. Like he did last year, you know, and, and he has, he has such good vision. Yeah. He know, has like, such good vision as a free safety. He can pick off a lot of errant throws. And if a quarterback is under pressure and feeling that like they can get away with something on a, like a younger and weaker uh, cornerback roster, Buda Baker can surprise people and really wreak havoc there. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 so like so Vance Joseph, you know, who's the defensive coordinator, his system it allows um, Buda Baker to kind of roam all over, which makes it harder for people to, you know, see where he is because he's just kind of everywhere, which you know makes it, you know, easier. You know, I think at least for for teams to be less likely to like throw downfield against them, you know, if they're under pressure, which they're going to be, I think because we got a really good, you know, front seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But let's uh, getting on to uh, one of your division rivals with the Niners playing the lions. This is the other game that I think could be an absolute blowout. I don't oh, I see any it... way the Niners lose this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're favored by like a ton uh, hold up even even in um, even in Detroit here or was I, I had that line just a second ago yeah I mean the 49ers are favored by seven in Detroit like well over take the over <laughs> yeah like the, just the Lions like again Dan Campbell aside because he's a huge question mark no idea how he's going to be I think the Lions had a really good draft but they're like they have no offensive weapons their offensive line has some pieces here like Jared Goff is fine but he's middle of the pack their defense again has some promising young guys but they're like this is just a team that is not gonna be good and the the Niners are in the conversation for one of the better teams in the NFC West as long as they're healthy I know you're much more down on them than I am I mean I mean but here's the thing is that is that they were not very good last year, and I don't think they got better. 
you know, it's like, I don't, you know, people, I like, I've yet to see anybody explain to me why they think that the 49ers got better. Because well, I don't think they necessarily got better. I think you're right about that. But, like, they didn't but, win very many. How many games did they even win last year? They didn't win many, but the big thing that I would point to, and I think most people would point to, is just injuries. Almost their entire defensive line. They had the most injuries in the league last year. Um, almost their entire defense, and that can be contributed to COVID as well as no preseason. They, their star young defensive line were all hurt. George Kittle was hurt. Brandon Ayuk got hurt. Um, like I think Debo Samuel was out for a couple games. Jimmy Garoppolo was obviously hurt because he's never healthy. Like Again, health is a big part of the game, and so I think the Niners could finish fourth in this division simply because they re- refuse to like do medical treatment or whatever they're doing out there in Southern California yeah. or uh, Northern California and San Francisco. But this, like if this team is healthy, that defense showed you what it could do when they went up against the, uh, who did they play in the, the Super Bowl? The Chiefs, the Chiefs. And like, they showed you that this is a team that can compete and Jimmy Garoppolo aside and their quarterback questions aside, they don't need necessarily a great quarterback. So this team could be good, but this first week, like, you can't get much of a softer start for a oh, team no, that no. needs momentum like, going into against the Lions. <laughs> absolutely, I think, I think, I think the 49ers have. I mean, just in terms of the schedule, being able to have the Lions and then the Eagles. Like, yeah, they can get off to like, a start. That is like, an incredible first two weeks for them. Um, and then even against the Packers, they're at home. So if they yeah. have a great momentum, they could potentially upset the Packers without their all pro left tackle and a missing center like they could start the season three and oh by upsetting the packers and now they're rolling and then yeah. if they carry that momentum over even if they they lose either against the the seahawks or the cardinals that's now like by by week six they could be five and one four and two yeah no I and mean, then they're in control i mean i mean, I mean like for a team in such a tough division, they've got a, a very nice schedule. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they get to play, they get to go, you know, they get to go play the Jaguars. They get to, you know, I mean, like they have their hardest games are all at home. I would say other, other outside of the division. Right. But it's like, they get the Packers to come at home. They get the Vikings at home. You know, it's like other than like yeah. maybe the Titans, which they have to go, they have to go travel to play the Titans. That's make one of their like only tough games on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just so so when it when it comes down to it, um, yeah, I think the Forty Niners have a have a, a somewhat easy schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, They've got an over under of ten wins. I think that's probably about right. Um, yeah, I think if they can, if stay I had healthy, to bet, I'd say under. If I had to bet it, because I think ten is exactly right. Yeah. Um. Because again, I, I like the Seahawks a lot, but like I would bet under just because again, this division and their health leaves a lot of question marks. Yeah, I mean, but I, there's like they have eight. I'd say pretty easy wins, like the Lions, Eagles, Bears, Jaguars, Bengals, Texans. And Falcons, like that's I think like seven wins right there that they should win, and then they have like the Vikings and the, and then if they split with every team, that's eleven. Yeah, or that's ten wins right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, because obviously they're they're putting a lot of, you know, hope into Trey Lance, which, you know, I think people kind of assume that he's going to be good because they drafted him, right? That's kind of like a logical yeah. fallacy that it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, he's good because they drafted him and they drafted him because he's good, you know, and it's like. I mean, I'm not saying I don't think there's a chance he's going to be good, but I just mm-hmm. think everyone's just kind of been like, well, you know, Kyle Shanahan knows offense and he drafted Trey Lance, therefore Trey Lance is good. And it's like, I am a little bit skeptical to... to no, I'm skeptical of him being... And he's just raw. Like, he's a he didn't play a lot in North Dakota State. North Dakota State is the weakest of the colleges of the five major draft picks this year. Yeah, I mean, and he, uh, he didn't, and play, he didn't at play all last year. year. Yeah. No, so I mean, so he's just not that much. I think, I mean, I mean, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that if you look at the um, the the ceiling um, for the for the 49ers, um is probably like twelve or thirteen wins, but I think the floor is like you know six or seven wins, just because yeah, no, like, their their floor could be bad. You know, like like like. Like I know that people are like excited about Trey Lance, but it's like I, 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 you know, I mean, obviously we will see. You know, maybe he's gonna come and he's gonna, you know, tear up, tear up the league and be really good. But also he could be like bad, and that is, I think, equally likely. You know, in my opinion. Yeah. It, so I, I think they're. I would have their floor even lower just because if he, if Jimmy Garoppolo, like knocking on wood for him like if he if he tears his acl again or something and trey lance is forced to start and like he, you're going up against a division that has some really solid defenses like you he might lose you a lot of games which wouldn't be bad just because he's a rookie yeah and so they, they could i think they could if they're their floor especially with a couple other injuries to key players like george kittle and and both and the bosa brother outside like and yeah. nick bosa like they they could legitimately go like five. They could win like five games. I think they'll probably win ten because I think they're going to be healthier. Yeah. But, but the Lions of, uh, if you're a Lions fan, I am so sorry. Like, yeah, the the Lions have the lowest uh, over under win total in here. Like I said, they're they're tied with yeah. Texans for over under five. Um, they're they're going to go lower. Like, I don't, yeah, that, especially I don't see how they get it. I mean, like they have. The Niners, Packers, Ravens to start the season. That's not good. You know, then even they go, you know, Bears, Vikings, you know, which is, you know, two teams that are, you know, division rivals. They have to go travel to play them. So it's like, you know, I think there's a pretty good chance that they start the season 0-5. And even then, like, the the teams that you could say, okay, well, these are teams that, like, are on the same level, so to speak. Like, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Falcons, maybe – like I just think that every single team outside of maybe the Eagles is a better team, yeah. and so like they don't have like the Eagles are the only one I'd pencil them in for a W already. Yeah, and again, this team I think if if I'm if they're gritty like Dan Campbell's trying to make them, and it's not all talk, they might scrap a, a few wins here or there, but like they're just not good. I I think they I can see them. I can see them upsetting. I think they'll beat the Eagles. I can see them upsetting the Falcons. I can see them maybe trapping a, the Bears once, and then maybe beating like the like the the Bengals in yeah. an upset. But that's, that's four wins. Yeah, it's four. Yeah, 
that that, that still does that still doesn't get him to five. I mean, I think yeah, I think the best case scenario. I mean, I think the Texans are the worst team in the league, but I think the Lions are a close second. I mean, it's it's definitely in my opinion it's the Eagles, Texans, and the Lions that are the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I think I think that those, I think that those three are definitely like the worst. I think the Jaguars are floating around there as well because maybe the Eagles like pull some magic out of their hat, but even then, yeah. I don't think that they're going to. I think they're going to be tragic. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I think I think there's 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 a good chance. I think you know the Lions are one of two teams, them and the Texans, that I think there's a there is a chance that they are gonna you know, lose all their games this year. Like there's Yeah, they, they could go like oh and seventeen. I mean I mean I don't it, think they will. I mean especially but... because the Lions, you look at their schedule. Not easy. <laughs> well yeah, and it's like they're probably gonna lose their first five games. And then you go and you face the Bengals, you know, which are like they're probably you know, the Bengals aren't too much better than them. But if the Bengals, you know, can beat them because they're just, you know, have no momentum and they're just, you know, crashing, then they have to go to LA to play the Rams. You know, and then it's like if they're zero and seven playing the Eagles, the Eagles are you know that's a good chance for the Eagles to pick up a win there, right? You know. Yeah, and also there could be mutiny in the locker room. Like yeah. if the locker room just doesn't like it and this doesn't like their coach, and they're zero and seven, then you get like a couple games here, there, like near the end that are like against potentially beatable teams, like maybe the Falcons and the the Eagles, and maybe the maybe the Broncos aren't that great. But if the 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 locker room doesn't like the coach, then it He'll can, he'll just fall apart. Well, yeah, I mean, like, they won't come back it, together. And it's like also, I don't think that Jared Goff is a particularly strong locker room leader. No, which is an issue if you have a team that's going to suck. You know. Yeah. That, <laughs> Definitely. So we'll see. I think Lions. Maybe they'll go zero and seventeen. We'll see. All right, we're gonna end it there for part number one.